This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 2022, let's focus on rituals we look forward to rather than routines we won't stick to. Tim, have you ever heard about functional mushrooms? Functional mushrooms. Yeah, not not just the kind you find in the supermarket. They have adaptogens, which act on a cellular level to help bring your mind and body to balance. You can support mood, energy, gut health, and even experience better sleep and immune system strength with an adaptogen routine. Enter Wonder Day Mushroom Gummies, the world's first and best mushroom gummy that combines the power of 10 research-backed adaptogenic mushrooms, including lion's mane, reishi, and changa. Uh, chaga, I think is, is how it's pronounced. There's no end there. Incravably chef-crafted pre-dose gummies that taste like a juicy, juicy raspberry. We dare you to eat just two a day. Tim, I do eat only two a day, but let me tell you, I want to eat more because they are very delicious. You've always mentioned that. Uh, increase your energy levels with cordyceps and maitake, which ramp up ATP production. That's like, uh, we learned about that in biology class. I won't bore you with the details about ATP, but I remember that phrase. Alien versus predator. No, that's AVP. Uh. Go to try.plantpeople.co slash everything to get 15% off your first order with code everything. That's T-R-Y dot P-L-A-N-T P-E-O-P-L-E dot C-O slash E-V-E-R-Y-T-H-I-N-G. Love feeling wonderful or your money back. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, I hope uh, the audio isn't coming in from the window. It's a little hot in my apartment, so I have the window open. I can hear people outside, and I wonder if they uh, just got the thrill of their life hearing the intro to this show. Uh, just hearing, ooh, there's a podcast being recorded. No, not just any floor. podcast. They know about this, I'm sure, and they're like, oh my God, wow. I guess New York really does have it all. You know what? It's it's really gone within the last couple of years from being like a lot of times when we would do this in person uh, mm-hmm. all the time and bars were open. Yeah, um, we'd go and get a drink together before recording, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, "Ugh, this bartender knew we were about to go <laughs> record a podcast together." They'd be uh, <laughs> well, uh, because they think we're lame. We I always thought that bartenders thought me and you were like having an affair. Because we would often show up to a bar, have one drink together, disappear for an hour and a half, and then come back drunker than we were before. (laughs) And And then uh, have like three drinks. Yeah, and then have more beers. And I just always thought these bartenders must think like, uh, these two guys probably are like both married or something and they can't, you know, their wives don't know. But every every Wednesday they get together, they they <laughs> rent some uh, by the hour hotel room. Cause wh- what do you think why people else? do with aff- when they have affairs? They just go get drunk together? No, you have a one drink to loosen up and then you go around the corner to some, you know, uh, uh, rent by the hour hotel. But that wouldn't explain why we we're drunker when we came back. Well, to the bar. because maybe it was like a nice uh, hotel that had champagne in. Yeah, you know, mm, maybe we got okay. the honeymoon suite every time we went. We were usually champagne drunk when we came back. We like to drink champagne when we record this podcast <laughs> because it just top the cork. It wouldn't make sense otherwise. 
I just, I, we should have asked some of these bar because we got to know some of these bartenders eventually. Like, what did you think? Why did you think we came here every week, had one or two drinks, also, disappeared? Also, do you think this... These bartenders cared. They'd probably be like, I don't know. You probably were doing a thing, and you came here before you did the thing, and then you came back after the thing. And guess what? Uh, I don't care what your thing is. Yeah. Just you know, tip well, please, and be nice to me. That's all bartenders want. Just be nice to them. Nah, every every Just be nice to every the, customer's the a mystery to a bartender, and a uh, mystery that needs to be solved. But yeah, uh, why why did you bring that up again? Well, I think we were embarrassed about it. We were oh, like, oh, yeah, we yeah. can't let them find out. But now it would just be like, <laughs> we can't let them find probably out. Be like, we have to let them know, make them think we're having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the first I heard about this. I didn't know that we were supposed to be making the. We should have been like uh, a oh, little more touchy feely, I guess. Whenever you went to the bathroom, I would uh, sit Put at the on, <laughs> Touch up your makeup. <laughs> I would sit at the bar. Uh, touching up my makeup and and uh, pining, uh, saying to myself how I missed you. <laughs> you. You took out a daisy and you started pulling off each petal going, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he yeah. loves me not. Anything to not have a bartender think we were recording a podcast <laughs> when we left. Now, if we met up before doing this, which who knows if that will ever be a thing that'll happen again. Yeah. Um. He'd probably be like, oh, here's another, oh, two guys coming in here for a drink. Uh, much like everybody else in here, they're probably going to record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, two two this. white guys with beards, the yeah. middle-aged, sure they're going to record a podcast. Uh, well, Tim, uh, I, 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 listen, I did listen to last week's episode, despite, uh, you know, it being the equivalent of of listening to my ex-wife sex tape. <laughs> what? You know, your ex-wife doesn't li- have a listen- sex tape. Oh, she does, Tim. She sent it to me in the mail. <laughs> Just to really <laughs> rub things in. Um, One night in Paris it's called. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's from a long time ago, but Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, it was it much like you said, weird listening to this show. When when I'm not on the show, because that's one of the uh, hallmark features of the show to me is that I'm on it every week. Tom, let me be the first person here to uh, welcome you back. Um, you weren't here last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't do the show. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Gregory mm-hmm. uh, filled yes, in. My, I think, my uh, thanks to Andrew for filling in. Did a wonderful job. Did an amazing job getting rave reviews, Tom. You should watch your back, frankly. Yeah. Well, um, and also we found out after the fact. I mean, me and you don't really communicate well outside outside the podcast or inside the podcast. And like uh, you were telling me, you and Andrew, you know, you had scheduling conflicts. You you kept like having to change when you did it. And by the time you actually did it, I was back in New York, which I don't think you were aware of. No, I mean, you didn't <laughs> tell me you were back. Yeah. And I no, And I I thought we were I thought we were at least going to do the Patreon episode the next day. And uh, I was like, oh, boy, I don't want to do that. I'm still on like vacation mode. So I was very happy when. uh when 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 your solo Patreon episode came out, it's like oh boy, I get to I get to enjoy the weekend for for once in my goddamn life. 
Yeah, this show makes our weekends terrible. (laughs) It doesn't have to. It's just that it's always looming overhead. And the way for it not to be looming overhead is for us to get everything done before the weekend. It's it's Mm -hmm. not an insane amount of work. You know, it just takes a a little bit of time. You just have to sit and concentrate for a little while. Um, I can't concentrate on anything for more than like... 25 seconds oh i can't concentrate on anything for more than 25 seconds i can't remember what i'm doing for more than 10 seconds (laughs) uh but tim i also wanted to thank you uh as sarcastically for for implying that i was implying that something was up with where i was that i had somehow vanished that i was off the grid i told you I, i was very tempted to uh send out a tweet because people were like contact, like, oh, hope everything's okay. Um, I was very tempted to just tweet out, like, uh, I'm not sure why Tim put out an episode without me this week. He won't re- return any of my phone calls. <laughs> I think yeah, I think he's 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 trying to uh, perform a coup. I I told the truth, Tom. Mm-hmm. That is kind of the truth that you were on a bender and that we were all very worried bender. about you. I was on a vacation and nobody was worried about you, me. Where did you go? I went to St. Pete's Beach in Florida, outside of yeah, Tampa. Yeah, you went to Florida. You don't go to Florida if you're uh, th- th- having a normal time in your life. No, you. <laughs> I mean, that's mostly true. Uh, no, because. Uh, me and my girlfriend wanted to go on a vacation for a while now, but you know, obviously with this uh, pandemic, hard to hard to plan that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't like a last minute thing, but I think we, we booked everything like last uh, month, and uh, yeah, we were we were looking to go somewhere that wasn't too far. We didn't want to be on a plane wearing a mask for like you know ten hours. Um, mm-hmm. That just sounds annoying, uh, and we didn't want to. Uh, uh, I don't know. We want to be somewhere warm. Like we didn't want to like. Sight- What's wrong with Albany? <laughs> it's not warm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we di- and we didn't want to like. Uh, I don't know. We didn't want to sightsee or anything like that. We just wanted to like. What sit did on you want to do? You wanted to go on a bender. You no, wanted I to just want to sit on a beach. I didn't even drink all that much, Tim. Because here's the problem. I w- I would have like one or two beers on the beach, and then the combination of that and being in the sun. Oh boy, I just off to dreamland. Did you fall asleep on the beach a lot? Yeah, Tim, I fell asleep on the beach all the time. So I'm marred with different weird sunburns. <laughs> so I'm also not very good at putting sunscreen on. I mean, I'm good as far as like doing it, like remembering to do it, but I'm not good at applying it equally all over my body. Yeah, what's worse? They're equally bad because you got look. You can remember to do something, but if you do it ineptly. <laughs> Then, like, I mean, that's still better than than just being burned all over my body. But, but yeah, Tim, I I had a a nice vacation. Thanks for asking. Uh, Instead of just implying that I was uh, on a bender. Or... I was worried about you. I told everybody <laughs> I was worried about you. That's the well, nicest like, thing that like anybody I, can say. Like I said, Tim, you know, we, we don't always communicate well outside the podcast. I think you probably forgot where that I that I told you I was going on vacation. And uh and that's why you were so concerned. Well, Tom, how was your vacation? It was good, Tim. Uh it started off weird though, because uh, you know, we we got to the uh the airport. It was like a very early flight because we wanted to like, you know, have the full day once we got there. 
But and uh, you, just to be clear, you asked me to uh, ask you how your vacation was. No. You can describe it and then write it off on your taxes next year, correct? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, good, good thinking. Um, it's fodder for an entertainment. That's pocket. the only reason you think the I IRS went? just uh, have something guys, to talk about. The IRS guys roll their eyes when uh, they see podcasters writing things off and just being like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> I mean, most podcasters probably write off like microphones <laughs> and uh, and 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 things of that nature, tapes, yeah, cassettes. Like, oh, here's Reynolds uh, writing off another bender because he <laughs> talked about it on a show. Writing off, writing off a, a seven hundred dollar Hooters tab. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go on. You were you were you were telling oh, me. But so we we got there, and you know, I always forget. That when you take like Lyft or Uber or anything outside of New York City, uh, it's not all just like people who do that as a full time profession. Mm -hmm. So you get like weird it's people who are also like weed dealers. Uh, well, well, funny you say that because this is what happened. Is a nice enough lady, but like it was a pretty you know it was like a half hour drive from the airport to the uh, to the hotel we were staying at, and. Uh, you know, she's just like making random conversation. It's fine, whatever. And um, then we're like stopped at a stoplight and she goes, oh, 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 that smell. Oh, that's awful. And she just starts like spraying some like weird uh, air freshener thing. And she's like, oh, God, I'm sure you can smell that, that weed smell. And we're both like, I don't smell anything except now I smell this awful air freshener that you're filling the car with. And she's like, oh, God, it's awful. And meanwhile, we're like, stop it at a stoplight. There's nobody around. I have no idea what she's talking about. And later we're, so she's driving and she's quiet for a while. And then she goes, uh, you know, it's got me thinking about my granddaughter. Uh, her best friend's mom just died yesterday. It's like, oh, God, that's awful. She's like, yeah, uh, she was, um, uh, they found her in her car. A uh, full car of groceries. She was parked outside of her house. And, uh, you know, the, the paramedics came and they asked the kids, like, does she do any drugs? And they said, nah, she she smokes weed sometimes, but that's it. Like, that's not what killed her. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very weird Uber driver you had. Tom. It is very weird. And she just goes on and on about how, like. You know, she's sick of people pretending like weed can't kill people and that like people pretending like it's fine when like, you know, it kills people, but people just don't look into it enough. Hmm. It was very weird. And she just like wouldn't get off the topic. She is like, and you know, the whole time we were just like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just she doing the, the Uber driver like. I'm right. agreeing with you enough to just hopefully get out of this car in 10 minutes, but I don't really want to get into this with like, no, she didn't die of a weed overdose. And she also almost certainly didn't die of like a uh, laced weed or something. It's, you know, that's like not a thing of like, oh, we're going to take this cheap drug weed and put a very expensive drug inside <laughs> of it to to kill somebody. Um that's weird uh that I heard you telling that we we saw each other on Sunday, Tom. Yeah, true. I heard you telling this story to somebody. Um mm -hmm. 
but I only heard the tail end of it. Like, oh, and they found her in her car, and yeah. uh, and I was like, oh god, somebody! And oh god, you, Tom I did this thing. <laughs> uh, you do this thing ever? Uh, I do it where it's like, oh, that guy's talking about something heavy, something that <laughs> yeah, must have happened to gonna... somebody that that he knows. I'm just gonna go do something else over here. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I, I mean, to... every chance if if I have the the opportunity to avoid any kind of a heavy conversation, Tim, I'll do it every day of the week. Yeah, uh, well, but no, I'm, it was. I'm, I'm happy to hear, Tom, that it wasn't yeah. somebody in your life; that it was your Uber driver's granddaughter's best friend's mother. Yeah, which you so, know there is a little. I mean, you got to send flowers in that case. I think. Well, I think the and the thing etiquette. was, like, I, you know, the only thing that I wanted to kind of break my my code of just not getting into any kind of argument with anyone driving me anywhere yeah uh the only thing i really wanted to say was like you know that's fine if you think that please don't like say that to your daughter's to your granddaughter's (laughs) friend who just lost her mom please don't imply that like her mom, who probably died incredibly tragically of like a brain aneurysm or a stroke or a heart attack, you know, something that just came without warning and and hit her very suddenly. Because, again, it's like, so you're telling me she like went to the supermarket, did all her grocery shopping, parked the car at home and was like, well, before I go inside and unpack these groceries, let me get high Spark as hell. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> like, please just don't like that. The. You know, this poor girl, like, I felt awful, of course. So it's like, ah, come on, don't. Just Something don't. tells me Uber Grandma isn't like, uh, you know, I think uh, the family kind of understands where she stands on things. You know, I think the granddaughter knows. Yeah, maybe. You know? I don't know. And also, like, you know, looking, looking around people walking around Tampa, Florida, I'm like, eh, I don't think weed's the problem here. I don't think weed's <laughs> the drug that, that all these people are on. Yeah, that guy eating that other man's face is not on weed. <laughs> well, we made the we made the mistake of uh, like one day being like, oh, we we have to go to this uh, place. Like, we'll take the bus there. You know, there there's like a bus, a uh, public bus. We'll take the bus, mm-hmm. and we like go and sit outside the bus stop. And there's like a bunch of uh, weird guys outside the bus stop. And this guy, comes weed up. guys? No, not weed guys, <laughs> meth guys. And this guy comes up to me like literally we had just showed up. He's like, hi, uh, can I borrow your phone? I have to make a phone call. And my om- I almost responded with, what do I look like? The dumbest moron in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Stranger who can't stand up straight. Let me hand you the most expensive thing I own. Yeah, yeah. Sure enough, he started eating your face right then and there. <laughs> no, chomping he... down on your cheeks and nose. No, because what I actually did was I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm waiting for a text message." Uh... I'm sorry, I'm waiting for a bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was part of it. It was like I am waiting for a bus. I don't want the bus to show up and this guy's still uh, chatty. Kathy's still on the uh, still on my phone. <laughs> So I just told him I was, and like, he like rolled his eyes like, oh, I know you're lying. It's like, yeah, of course I'm fucking lying. I don't want to give you my phone. (laughs) So you're lying. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're all lying here and it's fine. Please just leave me alone until the bus comes. Tim. This week, uh, uh, this week's a special week, Tim, because do you know what episode number this is of our podcast? 
Hell yeah, I do, Tom. This is episode 666 of the podcast. The number of the Devil's podcast. Yeah, this is the Devil's episode, so we're giving the Devil his due. Man, I wish we met at a bar before this episode, and the bartender would be like, oh, what do you guys have to do? And I could be like, (laughs) oh, we're going to do the Devil's podcast. (laughs) You'd have been like, oh, God, get out of here. Don't ever come Ah. back. He would have been like, oh, so that's why you boys ordered the absinthe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the coolest, most devilish drink we have. Um. Yeah, uh, episode 666. I mean, we don't, A, not all these episodes are available. Our RSS feeds just aren't designed to, like, have that many episodes. Like, people always ask, like, how come the old episodes, like, put those up? And it's like, A, you don't want to listen to those. Yeah, you know, you're what we had to say in 2009. Yeah, and B, it's like, yeah, you can't put that many up. But if you go on Wikipedia, there's an episode list. And uh, and that's how I found out that this is episode 666, at least according to that list. You know, it might I mean, be... everything's true on Wikipedia. And I know I'm saying that as a joke, um, but I don't know any better source yeah. for... For, for right? information about us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, maybe we could even, like, do the math on how many uh, weeks there have been since since we started, and it might be 666 weeks. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I mean, it's, 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 it is episode 666, and we're talking about the satanic panic. Um, which, because of the devil. Because of the devil, because some say he may have caused a satanic panic. Do you think this episode's going to cause a satanic panic? <sighs> I mean, it probably you is think the, like best the Alabama state legislature is going to like uh, introduce <laughs> now, a say, bill against. I say, it. Uh, I would like to uh, strike a motion to get rid of this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody from Alabama is listening to our show anymore. Um, I imagine everybody that uh, is on the state legislature in Alabama is also uh, related to Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't know, Tim. It might cause some kind of satanic panic. Foghorn Leghorn was a goddamn know-it-all. Oh. Uh, well, and that's that little, uh, the little chicken, chicken with the do all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's why I kind of like that, because I liked when he would get, you know, get get uh, get some licks in on Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, he'd get his comeuppance, Foghorn yeah. would. Yeah. What a weird, you know, what happened... In the Looney Tunes office that day, when somebody's like, "I got an idea for a character," <laughs> he's a big <laughs> know-it-all chicken <laughs> with a with a southern, with a southern and he's accent. A dick to everybody, yeah. And, and he says, "I say, I say, I say a lot." <laughs> I don't know. And he's what? got this little chicken that he's a uh, big time in the whole time, and. Uh... Huh. That that seems um, to come later. I think after they ran out of ideas. Yeah. Well, that little chicken always rest kinda, in peace, Foghorn Leghorn. That that he little, dead yet? That little chicken reminded me of um, Scrappy Doo a lot. I think they kind of ripped off that idea uh, with, yeah. with Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo. To be honest, I think they ripped off Scooby Doo by having Scrappy Doo. 
Although Scrappy Doo could speak, Scrappy Doo well. was like a, a smaller version of Scooby Doo. Yeah, but he could speak perfectly, and Scooby Doo yeah. couldn't. I mean, Scooby Doo could still talk a lot better than almost he any was dog a, out there. Pretty impressive uh, for a dog, yeah. if we're being honest. Tim, um, back to oh, the Foghorn Leghorn still alive. <laughs> oh, well, that's a relief. Um, he's got to be one of the oldest chickens out there at this point. Um. Yeah, he, he's a rooster. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Foghorn Leghorn was directly inspired by the character of Senator Claghorn, a blustery Southern politician played by Kenny Delmar on Fred Allen's popular 1940s radio show. So at the wow, Looney Tunes so office that day, they were just like, I got an idea for a character. Let's steal this character <laughs> and make him a chicken. But things have come full circle, Tim, because here I am saying that, uh, you know, using that voice to impersonate a, a state senator in the South, and that's who it was based on, it sounds like, or maybe a U.S. senator. Yeah. Um, well, regardless, that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the state. You know, wait, you don't want to, you don't want to hear about Senator Beauregard Claghorn from the popular (laughs) fictional radio show, Alan's Alley. (laughs) Oh, it was a radio show too. Yeah. Ooh, there's a picture of it. it. Oh no, never mind. It's a picture of a radio show. There's a pic, you know, it was just um, a picture of a radio. Yeah, exactly. Tim, the satanic. Oh, you want to you know what is, uh, <laughs> what is. He didn't like the North, and he said, uh, When I'm in New York, I'll never go to Yankee Stadium. Okay. Um, or I won't go into a room unless it's got Southern exposure. Um, w- son, bend down and kiss my Jefferson Davis button. What, whoa, says. what the hell does that mean? Um, no. Uh, I won't even go see the Giants unless a Southpaw's pitching. This guy loves the South, Tom. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. When I got the chicken pox, they were Southern fried. Oh, I see. Yeah, like a uh, uh, fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a million of these, Tom. The only plant life I have around my house is a Virginia creeper. Yeah, well, it sounds like uh, that was him, probably. The Virginia yeah. creeper. I- yeah. I refuse to watch the Dodgers unless Dixie Walker's playing. <laughs> Dixie, Tom. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's 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 all. Oh, he's got two. Oh, he's got two catchphrases. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a joke, son. Oh, that that's Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, and pay attention now, boy. I mean, they just stole a character. <laughs> they did. Uh, this great, great character, Senator that, Claghorn. We salute you. If if I was like, I'm gonna create a new character. It's a a dog that hates Mondays and loves lasagna. <laughs> like I wouldn't <laughs> be able to get away with that. Jim Davis would beat the shit out of you. Yeah, it, it, the absolutely that guy. He didn't mess around. Jim Davis enforces his copyrights himself. There, there's a reason you don't see a lot of counterfeit Garfield stuff out there mm. like like you do with the Simpsons. It's because uh yeah, Jim Davis was was making sure. Yeah. The only Garfield is going to be orange. That's what he says. <laughs> I mean, my bootleg Garfield stuff would be orange, of course, so, you know, so people knew it. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Tim, we're talking about the Satanic Panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started started in 1980. I didn't know how it started. Um, it started with the publication of a book called Michelle Remembers, uh, a book co-written by Canadian psychiatrist Lawrence pa- Pazder and his patient and future wife, Michelle Smith, which used the discredited practice of recovered memory therapy to make sweeping lurid claims about satanic ritual abuse involving Smith. I mean, right, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. I was gonna. I was just gonna start by saying, well, certainly some uh, ethical red flags are raised. If, if you are a psychiatrist, if you're a psychiatrist and you marry your patient, mm-hmm. your book should be discredited, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I also don't think psychiatrists should be writing books with patients. Like, how did that come about? Was well, she talking? Was a way to get like, close to her. And he was like, "Man, you, you're you're the most fucked up patient I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this down a bit. Let's call it yeah. a oh, freaking you know Penguin what? Publishing. I I think I think the world would be interested in how fucked up you are, <laughs> not just me. Um, yeah, and and put that out there. I I was gonna say. I thought it was unethical. I mean, and this wouldn't even, uh, I, don't, I don't know how this could have been pre- prevented. But years ago, I, I had a therapist that, um, bef- ah, what? Yeah, I think it was like right after I started seeing her, she came up on a dating app for me. Did you swipe right? No, of course not. Which one not. is the good one? Yeah, swipe swiping right, right good, is right? the good yeah. one. But it's like, you know, I mean, I thought it was unethical that she wasn't already married. (laughs) (laughs) Going out there telling everybody what they should be doing. That was like uh, you uh, as a child seeing a teacher at the supermarket. Be like, the fuck? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was 100%. uh, How did you get out of the school? (laughs) Right. And similarly, similarly, therapy was already kind of awkward because I kept calling her mom. I want to take a moment to tell you about a podcast I suspect you'll like, This Day in Esoteric Political History from Radiotopia. It's a long title, but it's a short podcast. Each episode is about 15 minutes long. Three times a week, the show looks at one moment from U.S. history that took place on that day. Some of the stories are more obscure, like the time the U.S. military accidentally dropped three armed nuclear bombs on a small North Carolina town, or the 14-year-old girl who wrote to Abraham Lincoln and recommended facial hair to improve his candidacy with female voters. This day is hosted by Jody Avergon, formerly of 538, and historians Nicole Hammer and Kelly Carter-Jackson. It's short, they have fun, and it may help you get through what feel like very history-making times. Find This Day in Esoteric Political History from Radiotopia wherever you get your podcasts or at thisdaypod.com. So, uh, 1980, the satanic panic starts. Uh, basically, this uh, this psychiatrist used recovered memory therapy 
So this was this popular idea that since been discredited that this stuff doesn't work. I come across this a lot in UFO stuff. I know you always cite this as as no, evidence that I, UFOs are real no, and that abductions I, I, happen. I don't cite this, Tim. Um, because in I, all of your academic papers, Tom, <laughs> you cite this. Uh, and because, myself and the rest of the professors down at the university take issue with that. Because, well, you and the rest of the professors, honestly, are a little stuck up, a little uh, set in your ways. I don't even know Tom, why. I don't even know why you're in the paranormal <laughs> department of, of our local university. If, if you yeah, to disprove everything, Tom. If, if I'm, you're I'm, so the, I'm the guy with the stick up his ass. Um, Every paranormal studies department needs the the stickler. One guy like, with the stick up his ass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this this is the idea that you can use hypnosis or or actually I don't even know if this is hypnosis. Let me let me see. But you can like recover buried yeah hypnosis guided imagery, sedative hypnotic drugs, um, to get memories that people have uh, buried deep in their subconscious out, and to yeah. be clear, I have no opinion on that. Um, um, I think. I mean, it seems plausible that you can repress memories and and get them out in certain ways. I don't know, right? Um, yeah. I mean, that might be the case for for some things, but I think it's just kind of like so fraught because you can so easily plant memories or or just kind of guide somebody, <gasps> like in Inception. That was you dreams. get Leo. Oh yeah, but yeah. they did. That was planting an idea. Right. But what is a memory if not an idea <laughs> come to fruition? What? No. And experienced. In the past. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I... Everything's eventually the past, Tom. Even the future. Yeah, even even the future will one day be the past. You know, Tim, it's that kind of flowery speech that got you into the paranormal department in the first place. They eat that shit up down there, Tom. <laughs> they the really university. do, and it's a big problem, to be honest, because yeah. you had no other credentials to speak of. But they, yeah, they but guess what? A decade of doing that, I'm tenured. <laughs> uh, now I can say whatever I want on this podcast. Um, so this, this started, uh, like I said, in, in 1980 and 85, uh, was, uh, when a, a, a group was started called a bad bothered about dungeons and dragons is what yeah. it's said for like mothers against drunk driving, but bothered about dungeons and dragons <laughs> bothered. I mean, it, you can't have a group that's named that hasn't its name bothered because it's like, well, yeah, it's like, if yeah, you're bothered, this is displeasing then get over it. <laughs> yeah. Mother, mother's against drunk driving. They're fucking against it. They want to stamp it out. They want to stop it for good. They're not yeah, bothered stand, about it. Bad. Yeah. Oh, we're bothered. Uh, the jury's out. Well, Tim, I think this is, this is the uh, uh, textbook backronym. Where they were like, you know what would be a fun uh, name for the organization? Bad. Because then they would tell everybody what what, what the thing we're against is. Right. But couldn't you say, like, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, like, they're actually mad about drunk driving. They're like, how? Yes. I'm incensed that somebody would be so irresponsible and so reckless right. with the lives of others mm -hmm. that they would drive drunk. Bad. If we're applying that to bad, 
It would imply the, that this group is bad. The group is bad. Which, that's not what Patricia Pulling and Thomas Radecki had, had in mind. They but, thought they were good. They should have named it good. But it was a good name for her because they were bad because this, this was all bullshit. It was basically the idea that uh, role-playing games generally, Dungeons & Dragons specifically, uh, were satanic cult recruitment tools in, in inducing youth to suicide, murder, and satanic ritual abuse. Other alleged recruitment tools include heavy metal music, educators, child care centers, and television. I mean, um, television does lead people towards Satan, right? Because they make Satan look cool. <laughs> I think movies, You see the movie well, the Bedazzled? Yeah. Elizabeth that, Hurley? Well, that made Satan look not only cool, but hot. Yeah. Hey, Satan's so cool, she's hot. So hot, <laughs> she's cool. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley was very beautiful in that in that movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they uh, they took a beautiful woman and they uh, used movie magic to and they make said, her look her hey, best. Hey, now and now she's the devil. But it was it was the first time in my life where I watched a movie and thought mm, maybe I will sell my soul to the devil. I always thought, yeah, you know, that poor Elizabeth Hurley, that uh, Hugh Grant yeah. cheated on her, mm -hmm. with that prostitute that one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, probably not just that one time. Well, that we know about. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt wow, here. Pretty, pretty bad luck if he got caught the first time. And also, like, you know, how did he know how how everything works? Maybe that's how he got caught, I guess. Yeah, by not knowing how everything works. If you yeah. know how everything works, you evade suspicion. Yeah. Well, and I guess you grant... Uh, you know his his big talent is always being befuddled. So, so even even if he had been doing it a thousand times, he he could still act befuddled. Like, I don't know how any of this works. Uh, should I pay you now or after the deed is done? Tom, do you know how damaged my brain is? That like, <laughs> how many years of schooling did I have? I had twelve years of schooling, and then four years of right, like sixteen. I can't tell you. I I don't remember a fact that I've like. I saw a a, a, a junior high algebra question. Like mm -hmm. somebody like was tweeting as part of a joke. That I was like, ah, I don't know how to solve that. <laughs> but I will forever remember that Hugh Grant's um, escapade with Divine Brown. Right? <laughs> yeah. You always um, remember the sex worker he he was with's name. I can't remember and how it, like how it derailed the press tour for the movie nine months <laughs> right i mean there are why like, do i know this there are like relatives of mine that like i can't remember what their significant others names are <laughs> of course but, but yeah i'll remember for forever who it was that uh that hugh grant picked up in the car that that night in yeah. la um yeah, so you're right, Tim. I guess I guess television and the motion pictures do lead people to the devil. Um, but one of the one of the 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 pieces of entertainment to to bring this full circle with uh, with the idea that television is Satan's tool is then television made a movie about this called Mazes and Monsters, starring a young Tom Hanks. Yeah, uh, America's Dad. Yeah, and, and uh, Colin Hanks' dad and Chet Hayes' dad. 
Right. Um, he was the bad guy, right? Tom. Oh Hanks. no, no, he was a good guy. Yeah. Of course, Tom Hanks has never played. Has Tom Hanks ever played a villain in anything? Uh, another thing that I know, a movie that I never saw, but can Tom Hanks make the switch to villain in the movie Road to Perdition? Oh. Uh, I feel like I've learned so much from <laughs> Entertainment Tonight commercials. I, you know what? I haven't seen Road to Perdition since it came out, but I remember it being good. And I don't necessarily know if he was like, I, I think he might have been more of an anti-hero than a villain. I was going to say, um, I think he played a villain a little bit in Cloud Atlas because he played like, you know, a dozen different characters or whatever. Right. Um. Let's see. Road to Perdition. Wait, there was one. Um, ooh, Tom. Mm-hmm. Your favorite movie, The Lady Killers, your favorite Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> I mean, I do like The Lady Killer. I think it is an underrated movie uh, for no other reason than Tom Hanks' performance in it. Yeah, he's got a funny accent. And uh, he kind of has a foghorn leghorn accent in it. If <laughs> exactly, which is always funny. <laughs> he, uh, he. Uh, I remember in that movie tr- he said he, something like, uh, we'll have pancakes forthwith. <laughs> um, Tom, your favorite movie, your second favorite movie, the Dave Eggers adaptation, The Circle. Oh. Um, apparently they just made this movie and made it available exclusively on airplanes because that's the only <laughs> time I've ever heard about it, scrolling through the the in-flight movie options on yeah, airplane. Yeah, yeah. Being like, oh, they made a movie out of that? You know what? And I read that book, and I and I remember enjoying the book, and it was one of those, like when a movie adaptation of a book that you liked come out comes out, and it and it stars somebody that you like, but it seems like everybody dislikes the movie so much, they're like, eh, forget it. I I wouldn't even watch it. Emma Watson, not even on a too. plane. I didn't know until somewhat recently that. Uh, like the the general uh, perception of Emma Watson is that she's a bad actor. Are you a Emma Watson head? No, but I it was just one of those things that I had never really thought one way or the other, and then I I stumbled across that apparently it like everybody thinks she's just a bad actor. Huh. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen. I'm looking her up on... You saw Little Women. Oh, yeah. She was good in Little Women, I think. Yeah, everybody was good in Little she Women. She was no uh, that other girl. Yeah. Uh, the girl of the moment. Uh, Florence Pugh? Yeah. Yeah, I th- I feel and like... the it, other girl of the and, moment. And, uh, uh, yeah, the, the Lady Irish Bird. girl. Yeah, yeah. Lady Bird. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I guess... Maybe maybe that's where a lot of the perception comes from, that she was uh, up against. And there was another sister, but that sister dies. Spoiler alert for little women. <laughs> um, that she was just up against like two other people who were, who were very good. Not know. to mention uh, Chalamet. Oh, um, to say nothing of Timothy Chalamet and uh, um, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, and Laura Dern. Man, we oh, gotta Laura watch Dern. that movie again. That was, that yeah, was a I good adaptation. I really enjoyed in it. Too. Yeah, um, that that's like a definitive adaptation of that book, I think, right? Yeah. I mean they they she got a little creative with it at the end, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. But I liked it, Tom. Yeah. 
Um, and the, I've never read Little Women. I've only had it explained to me by you <laughs> on Books the Podcast. Right. Yeah, I um, read it. Um, I also saw Emma Watson in the film The Bling Ring. I never saw that. What did you think of her performance in it? I don't remember. I thought that movie was fine. Yeah. Sophia mm-hmm. Coppola. Who usually is uh, pretty good, except if you're talking about acting in The Godfather Part 3. Never saw it. Which I've never seen, but again, another notorious, like, just a bad performance. Uh, I think also just a, you know, it's like, oh, nepotism. Oh, nepotism in spite of somebody not being appropriate for the role. But another thing, never saw the movie, never will see it, no interest. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be Winona Ryder, who pulled out at the last minute. Oh, yeah, so I did read that. Francis yeah. Ford Coppola was like, well, I got to recast it quickly. Yeah, I'll just get my daughter to do I'll get my daughter, who's not an actor, to do it. <laughs> 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 who then goes into the movie business, but uh, not as an actor, as a director, a good right. director, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Satanic Panic. <laughs> satanic Panic, Tim. Uh, so yeah, everybody, everybody goes nuts. Uh, there, a lot of people said this comes, this, this basically came out of like a conservative movement of, uh, conservative Americans being unhappy that women were joining the workplace. So they, they raised this idea of like, well, you know, that childcare center that you're uh, dropping your kid off at is probably a bunch of Satan worshipers and they're probably, uh, Tom, doing unspeakable things. Can you things. tell me? Mm-hmm. Can Can I tell you? Um, my son is five months old now. Yeah. Um, two more months, a little over two months till, um, my wife and I are both back at work. We're yeah. going to drop him off at daycare, and I'm going to have somebody to start taking t- care of him. Well, maybe because if somebody told me that, like, oh, you know what. Satan has taken over a lot of these daycare centers. I'd just be like. Welp, no way, no way, buddy. I'm good. To, I'll drop him off at Tom's, and I mean that's probably uh, you can watch Tom smoke ganja all day, and Tom <laughs> will probably drop dead <laughs> right in front of him. <laughs> but it'll teach him a lesson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Tim. Uh, to be honest, if you're gonna take him to a Brooklyn uh, childcare center, it probably is run by Satanists. Yeah. Um. I don't know what that's supposed but to be. But yeah, I mean, it, it's mostly just like a really fucked up thing of, you know, like you're alluding to, any parent is going to feel incredibly guilty not being there 24 hours a day for their young child. Uh, so it just kind of like fed into that guilt of like, oh, you're just upset because you're not, you're thinking like, oh, I'm not going to be there for him all the time. Well, guess what? He's also dealing with the forces of Satan while he's there. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, I think he can. He can uh, if he defeats Satan. Yeah. Then oh he's yeah. Prepared then, to take on anything. He kid. could be a. He could be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, Tom. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you might have like some. Uh, you know, you could start like a demon hunting business once. Uh, once once he at least gets like his associate's degree, maybe in like uh, business or marketing or something like that. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Uh, can we get to the heavy metal already, Tom? Yeah, I'd love to, Tim. Let's talk about some backmasking. Do you know about backmasking? Yeah, that's the the idea that 
when you play something backwards, it's going to sound, uh, it's going to give you some kind of instructions and those instructions usually are going to, you know, uh, be something that the devil wants you to do. Yeah. Or it's just these uh, hooligans and uh, ne'er-do-wells in, mm-hmm. in rock and roll bands. Yeah. Putting messages in there. Do you know about the do you know about the, the, the famous ones, Tom? I know about um I buried Paul in the Beatles. Right. Um, but that's not Strawberry like a satanic Fields. one. That's like a no. like uh the the record label won't let us tell you that Paul died, so we'll put it backwards in a song. Right. But and I don't instead of saying Paul has died, it's <laughs> <laughs> cryptic. Right. They're artists after all. Um but, uh, Stairway but, to Heaven, Tom. Oh, they, okay, Jimmy yeah. Page loves the devil. He bought freaking uh, Alistair Crowley's, Crowley's mansion. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, that's, that's got to be a place infused with uh, dark energy. Um, there's this evangelical uh, broadcaster, Paul Crouch, mm-hmm. um, said that in Stairway to Heaven, if you play a, a section of it backwards... Um, it says, and this is a lot. This is pretty impressive that they <laughs> okay. got this. Oh, here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. He will go. He will give those with him six, six, six. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer," said Satan. So, and and is this like a toast? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's the Satan. Oh, uh, Satan. I mean, that's impressive that he got that out of it, but also that's like gibberish that kind of doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. Where it's like there are bad sounding things in there, but when you break it down like by the sentence, it's like, so Satan's power is that he he has the power of Satan? Like, right? Yeah. What was, what was the last part again? Can you read that last part again? I, I read it wrong the first time. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was a little tool shed uh-huh. where he made us suffer. Sad okay. Satan. Okay. And no, and there was another part after that, right? No, that was the end. Oh, of it. okay. Um. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, Satan's got hell. He doesn't need to use a tool shed. I think. Why? Why? Why a tool shed? Maybe it's a metaphor. Yeah. Well, and if, and if he was making uh, Led Zeppelin suffer, then uh, why'd they write all these songs about him? That's true. <laughs> How bad um, could it have really been? <laughs> is the suffering good? Is that like part of it? Like, oh, he made us suffer. And yeah, and that's, that's where cool. We were reborn because in because his, yeah. uh, he's Satan. Okay, so Judas Priest, Tom. Yeah, yeah. This one is sad because two. People commit did do they 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 killed they, themselves uh-huh. right um and uh whatever um, Be- because they thought the lyrics were telling them to do it yeah but here's the thing one mm-hmm. of them died right away but okay. another one survived mm-hmm. but then died three years later from complications from right oh yeah. And he said, we had been programmed. I knew I was going to do it. I was afraid. I didn't want to die. It's just as if I had no choice. Um, 
But their parents yeah. filed a lawsuit against uh, uh, Judas, Judas Priest. Because mm-hmm. when you play the record back, it says, do it. <laughs> hey, that, uh, oh, boy, the Nike Corporation better look out then. Yeah, right? Just yeah. do it. That's even, uh, do nothing else but it. <laughs> right. Just do it. Come on. Um Let's do it. Yeah, that, uh, did they win that lawsuit? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, because that doesn't sound like, and I don't, I don't think that was Judas Priest's, uh, you know, want. They didn't want their fans to kill themselves. How would they sell more records? Right? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but maybe it wasn't about selling records. Maybe it was about amassing a body count in Satan's service, Tom. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing with uh, with Satan's stuff. Yeah, looking up this topic, this was a topic that I I suggested uh, due to the devil's influence, and then mm-hmm. like looking at looking into a lot of it, it's like oh, a lot of this I don't really want to talk about because <laughs> it's just kind of like <sighs> bad stuff, and you know, yeah, just stuff that even if it's like you know uh, made up and silly, it's still like well, it's still like topics that you don't want to talk about, Th- things like suicide and whatnot. Um, which reminded me of, uh, I, I went on for the first time in a long time, uh, on Reddit today, I went on r slash conspiracy, which used to be so much fun, but then when like, just the the way that like, uh, in 2003, Alex Jones was a lot of fun. He was like an eccentric <laughs> exactly. guy in Austin. It's like, oh, let's hear what this wacky guy has to say. <laughs> um, he's not doing anybody any harm. Uh, but yeah, now it's like, uh, you know, bad stuff has started to happen in the world. R slash conspiracy is just like, it's all COVID stuff. But there was one ray of sunshine there, Tim. And um, the the topic of this is buildings are sentient and we are their slaves. Buildings, buildings. rule the, Buildings rule the world. All of global civilization is designed to service them, not human beings. The biggest mistake of human history was the construction of permanent structures, which eventually led to our enslavement by them. We've been enslaved by buildings ever since the construction of the, quote, great pyramids and have worshipped buildings ever since. A building gains consciousness through their material built from molecules of life. They can live as careless as plants, yet dictator... Dictator everyone more than Stalin and can control you through mind control. The post 9 11 insanity was because 9 11 was an attack on some of the most prominent buildings in the world, not not because people died. The outrage of the Black Lives Matter protests is because buildings are targeted with graffiti and broken windows. The federal secret police was called into Seattle to set to defend a federal courthouse. Still not convinced? Freemasonry evolved from the guilds of stonemasons and cathedral builders in the Middle Ages. Consider how buildings such as McDonald's franchises are like organisms, reproducing according to their architectural DNA. On the back of every U.S. currency is a famous building. The hell of the modern world is homelessness, the state of not being owned by a building. (laughs) 
<laughs> a building is very similar to a tree, drawing nutrients from the land around via its roots, which are roads and utility infrastructure. But unlike a tree, a building is an undead organism that feeds off the destruction of life at every step. The forest of buildings we call cities is where life is most absent and detached from the natural world. What is the end game of buildings? The elimination of humanity and all life on Earth via complete robotic automaty of the means to sustain and build them. Nothing but mindless building forever and ever. Buildings have a sentience, and that sentience is that of a paperclip maximizer. I don't know what that last part means. Uh, that last thing probably means it's probably it's, some dog whistle. That yeah, like... it's probably something anti-Semitic or something. Mm. But, but uh, you know what? Metaphorically, I think this, is, this Metaphor- is spot on, I guess, right? It is, but they're not saying it's a metaphor, Tim. They're saying buildings... They've got this whole fucking, uh, you know, ulterior motives. And it's what like, was yes. that last line about the paperclip? Um, their sentience is that of a paperclip maximizer. Uh, are, you, are you Googling that in some uh, uh, weird? Yeah. It's a hypothetical artificial general intelligence whose oh, sole goal is to maximize the number of paper clips in existence in the universe. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so, I've, I've heard that before. Um, but yeah. So this doesn't have anything to do with Did Satan build the buildings? No, but I'm just, just saying like- We were bummed out by the satanic panic, so we're talking about anything else this week. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I, you know, when I was on this conspiracy subreddit, I- uh, I saw a lot of, you know, uh, Satanist conspiracy claims and they're all, you know, they're all stuff I at the very least just don't want to talk about because they are (laughs) problematic to say the least. But uh, but I came across that conspiracy. I wanted to share it because it's a good one, because maybe we should start looking at buildings with uh, through squinted eyes, through a quizzical gaze. <laughs> squinted eyes. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Tom, let me ask you this. Are you actually afraid of the devil? Have we talked about this? Tim, yes. And it's uh, one of my questions on here. Tim, are you afraid of the devil? Uh, now, I... I hear things about the devil sometimes in like literature and stuff that he's just a a fun guy looking for Why, like no uh, you're a reading good time. the wrong books then Tim where you're reading Dungeons and Dragons uh, dungeon master guides if they're telling you that I mean no <laughs> um, I'm not of I'm afraid of the devil if he exists but if he doesn't exist I'm not afraid of him What's the that? devil gonna do to you? Nothing. You're not going to give gonna him your drag you immortal to hell. soul. Tim, for I always, what? What would is there anything you would sell your soul for legitimately? Yeah, probably like a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, Any really? number of things. Yeah, right. But isn't the whole idea that like ah, but once the devil's got your soul, then you'll be in hell forever. Yeah. So what is it? The earthly pleasures that you mm-hmm. would. Uh, yeah. That you or, would, or, or, uh, being real you're good trading at your or eternal you're you're trading your eternal soul yeah it's, um, it's a short uh short-sighted deal you're making right i guess not yeah i mean if the devil this was always confusing to me as a kid because they mm-hmm. like they would talk about this and like um we we both went to the same catholic church and they'd talk about this how you'd be tempted by the devil but yeah. they never told us that it wasn't like 
a red guy would show up <laughs> and be like, "Hey, do you want a Lamborghini?" And like that's how it Just was like kind of presented right to us, here. right? And it'd be like, "Oh, if that happens, I'm prepared. I'll say no because I want to go to heaven and not hell." Yeah. But then, like it's it took a while for me to be like, "Oh, I don't think that's actually like how what they're what they're talking about." Right? Um, they they should probably be clearer about what this means. Like they're trying to explain like this metaphorical thing to like a four year old. Um, <laughs> right. And it's it was it was just very confusing to me. Well, yeah. I mean, me and you both uh, were raised Catholic and both like went to catechism classes and stuff. And like the a lot of times the people teaching us, they didn't know any anything better than we did. So I think they no, did. Ex- no. They did explain it that way. I mean, I've, but I've, they knew they were grown ups at least. They yeah. they should have known that like the devil it wasn't a guy in a white suit in a red suit uh with uh with a pointy tail no but but i remember i've talked about it on here before the 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 deacon that warned us to like keep an eye out for people stealing the eucharist because uh they were taking it to the woods to do satanic rituals and piss on it right and yeah. I was just like, I don't know. That that doesn't sound like any of my business. <laughs> well, it was just like Somebody pissing on some bread in the woods. I'm he, gonna just keep walking, was, my friend. He was I'm not gonna like tackle them on the way out of the church. Well, no, because he he was basically telling us to like be little snitches and be on the lookout for somebody that you know stands in line, gets the Eucharist, d- does the whole the whole spiel, but then you know like fakes eating it and puts it in their pocket instead. Right. And and but all like, all I could think about that was like I don't think I don't think I would see anybody do that. <laughs> like Yeah, like, I'm not that's not something I'm going to remain vigilant about. <laughs> that's not that's not going to be top of mind for me when I'm bored out of my mind at church. Right. Looking at the staring at the clock being yeah. like uh how long is this thing usually like 45 50 minutes come on well and also when when that part was happening it was like everybody else is just kind of uh you know if you were early in line then you just got to kind of like hang out for a little bit while everybody else was getting the eucharist so it's like yeah. ah, i'm just, i'm just going to relax here uh, i was not- always pissed um cuz uh you know you did that you went and mm-hmm. got the 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 bread and the wine. I never, yeah. I never once had the wine. Um, yeah, you're and then you went back to your wine. seat, mm-hmm. and like so many people left because then there was a little bit at the end where they would like talk for a minute and say mm-hmm. another prayer for like five minutes, and then everybody would leave. Yeah, so many people would leave. This is what I also didn't understand about church. So many people were there, and it was like uh, my friends' families and stuff, and like. Mm-hmm. Their parents hated church, and the kids hated church too. And it was like, why, why? And like, they were like, "All right, there's only like five minutes left. We're gonna get out of here before the end of this. We'll get the, we'll get the bread. Yeah. Um, we we we'll got have the, the good, bread. We got we'll have the, someone. We got the good part. We got that uh, piece of bread that tastes like cardboard and a sip of wine. <laughs> yeah. Now let's let's head straight to the car. And my parents were always like, "No, we're here. We're gonna." Yeah. Like, yeah. Mine worked sit too. To the end. It was just like that's. I don't know. That was just like a bad look of just like, come on, also, you're, like, you're at the end. They're they're gonna yeah. read some announcements and and tell you to have a good week or whatever. Well, the announcements were cool too. I feel like yeah, sometimes. you learned you learned about what old people died that week. 
<laughs> if you like the show, you can find out more at the at uh, tcgt.com. You can find our links there to Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> our subreddit, our that's Discord. What that's what those were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what they were. It was like, pray for this old lady. She died. Yeah. Uh. Um, and if you like the show even more than just going to the website, go to patreon.com slash complete guy for books, the podcast this week, we're wrapping up the nineties. Uh, but, uh, last week in here, uh, Tim's, Tim's, uh, uh, call and response question and answer episode. I haven't listened to that yet, Tim. Uh, I refuse to sign up for the Patreon, but, That's uh, fine. but it seemed like people enjoyed it. So, uh, you, you get that, you get Some all the people back loved episodes. it. People requested that I do it without you every week. Patreon.com sl- uh, slash complete guide. You can join the chorus of people wanting me not to be involved anymore. Um, Tim, I looked up, uh, uh, I was always very curious about the, why the number six, 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 why that's the devil's number. And it makes a lot of sense. You know why it is? Why is it? Because seven is like the perfect number. That's the godly number. That's if, why in like Eastern man uh, is Western five, culture. then the devil is six and God is seven. According to the pixies, the pixies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if if man is five. That's interesting because then that if implies man is five. I I man know it's in five. the song, but I don't know. I I'm not I'm not lo- I'm not necessarily gonna put all my faith in Frank when Black. When the devil is six, <laughs> then the devil is accurately six. Uh, uh, summing all this up. But the idea is that God is like Frank Black says. God is seven. God is perfect. The devil is six. He's like. He's uh, one short of seven, uh, incomplete and flawed, and uh, associated with God's enemies. Um, also very interesting, I thought. It is the sum of all the numbers on a roulette wheel. Hmm. So if you take zero through 36, add them all up, 666. Hmm. Maybe that'll make you think twice the next time you want to roll the dice. Not roll the dice, I guess, uh, Put the ball in the roulette wheel. Well, that's that's the worker, you know, and they got to earn a living. Put your chips on a number. Um, but then in China, 666 is a considered a lucky number, and it is often displayed in shop windows. Uh, it means everything going smoothly. The number six has the same pronunciation as the character, and that's a, a Chinese character, which means smooth. So basically six sounds just like their word for smooth so hmm. they they hear 666 they're right here carlos santana and rob thompson back to back to back uh that's my idea of hell so yeah 666 not a not always a bad number depending on where you are smooth 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 <laughs> smooth 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 Put it on a drop three coins in the jukebox, please. I'd like to hear smooth three times in a row because uh, tonight's my lucky night. Uh, I can do that for you, sir, but it's going to cost you Ooh. your immortal soul. Oh, all right, fine. I'll pay anything. <laughs> Man, that'd be a, that'd be a waste of uh, <laughs> your... Just to hear smooth playing a jukebox three times in a row? <laughs> you could do that. Uh, you can do yeah, that with look, just a couple dollars if, of your even own. If, even if you're 
you're you're like 100% certain the person offering you this isn't the actual devil. Play it safe and don't Look, take that offer. If you need a couple dollars, if you're really Jones into here, like come to us first. Yeah, we'll give you some. We'll do. Yeah, we'll give you a couple bucks. Yeah. So you can hear us. Or, you know. Well, you, I'm not... You I'm can... not gonna give them that money because I'm not sure where they're gonna use it. But I'll put it in the jukebox and I and I will select smooth uh, three times <laughs> to make sure you don't put on <laughs> other songs. I just want to make sure that you're desperate enough for it. I guess that's, maybe that... uh, that's your. Uh... <laughs> you say that a lot. Yeah, and I'd it's like kind of your catchphrase. Also, I'd like you to promise me your soul if I do it. Oh God, are you the devil himself? You'll have to uh, listen to Smooth three times to find out. <laughs> we'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.